0: This is Jeff Steitzer, and you're listening to the Xbox Expansion Pass. Double kill, triple kill, overkill, killing spree, killing frenzy, kilimanjaro, kill-tacular,
1: Apocalypse slayer, mmm, brains. <laughs>
0: welcome one welcome all to episode 177 of the xbox expansion pass recorded on saturday may 13th 2023 i am your host luke lore the insipid ghost joined by my co-host the intrepid captain logan and in this episode, we look ahead to the Xbox Bethesda Showcase. We'll discuss the pressures of Starfield in the wake of Redfall. And I'm sure somehow Logan's going to find a way to bring up Zelda. So here we are. As always, we hope you enjoy the show. And we like to start the show by offering words of kindness to those who have made our gaming weeks better. But first, Logan, how are you, my friend?
1: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm getting a healthy amount of sleep. I'm mm-hmm. playing uh, games that are that are doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been having a lot of fun with that. Got mm-hmm. a lot of plastic out of their boxes and on the couch right now, mm-hmm. uh, which is really, really fun to make sure cats don't chew on, mm-hmm. uh, but also really fun because my wife thinks I'm a child um, to what I, I have to point out. Yeah, I I, I I think that as well. And you're probably very correct. Mm-hmm. So,
0: Plastic out of boxes, my friend. I think I know what you're alluding to. But for any listener that may indeed be out of the loop,
1: let them know. Oh man. Uh, Okay. So if you don't, if you're not watching the YouTube version, you're missing a lot because there's a whole bunch on the back of my wall and I've got these baseball cases uh, from uh, a store that just kind of sells them, but I've turned them into pop and amiibo stands. Uh, In fact, I've got two, two more that I bought that actually can't hang up right now because hangers are weird size. But uh, anyway, so I've got every Zelda amiibo every single zelda amiibo that has ever been put out including like the wolf link one for uh the the twilight princess uh remastered recently oh did you (laughs) i did yeah oh man that's a hard one to get um so but i've had them sitting in the in the box for years not doing anything because i'm pretty much over with breath of the wild Mm -hmm. well tears of the kingdom came out this week and uh I, I am back in and uh, so now I've got like 20 some little amiibo sitting on the couch uh, just ready for that daily refresh so I can get a whole bunch of meat, a whole bunch of herbs and a whole bunch of weapons to go take on the uh, the new threats in the kingdom.
0: That's cool, man. I uh, Amiibo are weird, dude, because I went through a phase where I collected all of them. Mm. I wanted them. I had every smash one at one point right mm-hmm. before they had a DLC. I did all that chased them all down. I had a bunch of the Zelda ones including <laughs> Wolf Link which I loved. Um but when I was done with Breath of the Wild and then I didn't get a Star Fox or a Metroid for a good amount of time, I kind of was done with my Switch and they languished. And I think the only one that I have saved uh was was Shovel Knight, which was not an official oh, one of Nintendo. Yeah. Really.
1: But that's it why an it. one. it's an official one. Well, the only
0: Nintendo didn't make it.
1: No, they, they made it, but it was, they didn't make the game, but they did make that. There was a lot of licensing that went into, and there's actually a really interesting interview out there with the the devs from Yacht Club that said that making the Amiibo is actually very easy, and they're not quite sure why more third-party companies don't actually do it, mm-hmm. uh, because Nintendo was amazingly uh, workable when it came to to coming up with the Shovel Knight one. Um, but you're not wrong. It is, it is not technically a Nintendo property. It is, like, mm-hmm. one of the rare third party amiibos out there. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah it's a it's a pretty special one. That and I think like the Chibi robot one might mm-hmm. be the other one.
0: Gotcha. That's cool dude. So bottom line, Tears of the Kingdom is out of course. Rave reviews. You said you told me prior to recording you stayed up last night and got some good time with it.
1: I spent pretty much all of yesterday playing. I think I've I think I've got maybe like ten hours in before mm-hmm. I went out, took a walk, went to the park, came back, had some dinner and then Hop back in, but yeah, that game—it's hard to know. Like early on, because it could sure. be just—it could just, you know, be recency like hype. bias and such. Yeah, could be hype, could be recency bias. It's hard to tell, like that kind of thing. But I'm genuinely having fun doing the new shrines that they've got and playing around with the new abilities. Like, I—I I genuinely love the building aspect that they have in there because I'm doing, I'm trying to do stuff that the game is like rubbing up against like trying to build a trike like mm-hmm. why would i need to buy a trike or build a trike like it doesn't make any sense like but i'm but i'm doing it and and i'm i'm allowed to do it that's the crazy thing i just have to i just have to mentally put myself in a place where i can figure out how to do it and they've done a great job of like strewing junk about the world in an effort to rebuild the the world of high world for, for all the denizens. Mm-hmm. So there's building materials everywhere and it's so much fun to kind of build stuff for people and help them out and whatnot. And I don't know, it's, it's the joys of Minecraft, but with purpose because you're, you're trying to help rebuild your house. You're trying to like overcome puzzles and you don't, you don't get that. And at least I don't get that in, in Minecraft. I don't see that in Minecraft and maybe there is that. And I just don't, I don't see it. Mm -hmm. Um, but it is, it is so much like what, what Nuts and Bolts was doing for Mm Banjo-Kazooie. Um, just so refined though, like it's so simple and it's so intuitive. And I think if, I think if they were to go, I think if Rare or someone else was to go back to Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts and learn from what Tears of the Kingdom learned from Nuts and Bolts, I think a remake of that game would be significantly well received gotcha i hope so <laughs> for yeah. all the reasons i'm sure
0: banjo will come up later in our episode but uh and for the next few weeks probably but yeah i'm glad you're having fun i've seen a lot of phallic builds out there uh, a lot of people socials, which yep. makes sense you know which,
1: if you don't know in the game industry is called the tdd or no ttd uh which is the the time to dick yeah. um so there is, there's, uh A lot of that going on right now so don't don't be surprised if you if you have to kind of scrub through your social media yeah um,
0: well there you go but bottom line early and you're enjoying yourself uh because i know i was 150 plus hours in breath of the wild uh were the successor early on based on early 10 hour impressions
1: i think i spent seven hours in the the quote-unquote tutorial area for Mm -hmm. for the game and it's just it's fun it's just a it's it, there's so much more to the world now like a lot, i've seen a lot of criticism about oh god of war has got you know is is sequel is using the same map and oh nintendo's getting away with murder for using zelda and it's breath of the wild it's just the same map it's not there's so much new content to that world and there's so much more natural content to that world like there's like if you if you play Breath of the Wild you're familiar with the wells and usually like a wells would have like a like a chain to a rock and you pick up the rock and you throw the rock in the well and a korok would pop up and be like yeah, In this one I'll, I'll I'll spoil this right now it's a little thing it doesn't really impact anything but it it'll it'll push you to go seek these out the wells are actual wells. Like there's there's a hole in there. It's a hole in the world and you jump down and there's a reason to jump down and you're always you're always rewarded for your exploration, and because there's so much new to the to this world, both like above the ground and below the ground, um, the exploration aspect of the of playing is so rewarding. So I'm just I'm having a ball. I'm I'm going through all the new shrines. They're all unique. They're all just so interesting. I've I've really had a good time with that. And and I I honestly I see what I loved about breath of the wild. And I'm just impressed that so far I I'm enjoying it as much as I did the first time I played the game.
0: Good man. I'm really glad to hear that. Yeah. Really glad to hear that. I wore my Nintendo shirt in honor of you um, today. I don't know if you can't tell it cause I wear that put the mic, but I wore that in honor of you today. <laughs> so really happy to hear that buddy. Very good. Yeah. Uh, well, Logan <laughs> eight minutes in, but I feel like we have to, we, I mean, how can you not talk about tears of the kingdom when you talk, when you have a show, xbox or not about the gaming verse this is one of those tentpole milestone events in gaming yeah uh, one that we we hope starfield will be one that god of war was you know these are ones where everybody around should be celebrating we saw xbox tweeting celebration congratulations to nintendo a lot of studios did sony cool. did
1: too sony mm-hmm. i saw sony posted about zelda as yep. well
0: yep so. as they should that's how it
1: should be should be yeah how about you uh, you well, had a uh, really busy week though
0: It's been a rough week and I actually allowed my presentation on the video version to kind of showcase that (laughs) Um, my eye is getting better despite it looking worse, which is knock on wood, it stays on that track because it's been rough, uh, you know, blurred vision and stuff. So it's improving, which is good. Uh, I it's we are at end of grade testing next week. So I've been letting uh, I've been warned. It's tiring, tiring. Mm. We had a teacher appreciation week this week, which interestingly like culturally a lot less gifts a lot less thank yous from 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 a lot from from all around but those that give them it really does mean a lot and it was awesome yeah it was neat like the ones that took the time to say thank you the students the parents increasingly that happens less and less but it was really cool to see that I got a really cool like Grogu 466 bead uh, picture that a kid put together for me I got some xbox uh, gift cards, which was really neat and uh, just some nice little goodie bags. One kid brought me some goodie bags. Anthony, I've talked about him before. I, just, I ate all the snacks with day one. Um, you know, it just Great. felt good. So,
1: yeah. That's awesome.
0: Words of kindness, though. We, we, we're we 10 minutes in, but I'm having a blast. I, I want to say words of kindness, please, to uh, Erica Lindbeck, who was our guest yeah. for our most recent interview that is live at the time of this recording. And she is a voice actor from any number of things from Cyberpunk 2077 to Fortnite, Redfall, uh, Redfall Hi Fi Rush. I almost said Starfield. That was a reflex. That's not true. I don't know if that's true or not. um But a ton of anime, just a really impressive person. But we had some great talks on air and off air. And we were led into some wonderful insight where the first interview she's done in years uh, for some personal reasons. And it was just really, I was really honored that that was the case because she, looked at x e p ahead of time before she said yes, that meant the world. she was a pleasure to talk to, so I hope everybody checks out that interview. um it was just cool, it was fun. she was happy and it, it was a good time we learned a lot and I enjoyed that so that was, she gets my words of kindness despite being you know a very high profile actor um it just meant a lot that she was willing to come on and join us,
1: yeah, so. yeah, I'll echo everything that you said too. she's she was fantastic it was a real it was a real treat to get to to talk to her about stuff that i hadn't heard in previous interviews in the lead up to ours uh to kind of get some of those those questions that i had come up answered it was really nice
0: who do you want to shout out buddy
1: um i'm gonna go with uh, the ancient isles university crew uh that's a group of discord people and the ancient isles is a region in sea of thieves um there's a sea of thieves mystery going on that i'm going to be covering on Keelhaul this week uh that all of us have been, uh, working hard on trying to decipher, uh, the whole, the whole mystery for the first week. And, uh, we've been grinding at it for hours upon hours since Thursday, everyone's putting everything they can into it, trying out different things. And everyone is being very courteous about everything. Like we're all looking at things from a very, con- like, cause it, it, there's a prize, like only one person wins the prize, right? Mm -hmm. and but much like um ready player one folks are coming together to try and uncover things because it's it's only until that final stage that fourth week that things really start to get competitive but if we can't get past the first week then no one gets to have fun and so far nobody's figured it out like and there's ways to check in the game to see like has anyone figured out the first mystery and no one has Mm -hmm. uh, at least that i that i've been able to check as of last night and uh, there, the, it's just been really, really cool to have the Southeast community come together on this and work hard on trying to help each other out and be open with information as opposed to like super secretive to go, to try yeah, and get cool. ahead of someone. Yeah, that's cool. So.
0: That's cool. I was like a good Southeast mystery because even if I
1: don't participate, watching communities rally is always fun. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's been great. It's been a lot of fun. It's hard to it's hard to want to put that down uh with like so many games that we've been playing recently that mm-hmm. that we've been having a good time with mm-hmm. uh that that <laughs> to go and like work on the mystery i'm like oh god i, I really need to finish redfall i really need to finish jedi i mm-hmm. just got tears of the kingdom but i i, I can't stop thinking about this mystery <laughs> yeah no i don't i don't blame you at all
0: um well logan let's get to our patreon shout outs we had some great news in the patreon space this week Yeah. Uh, Would you mind reading our new members this week?
1: We got, oh man, we got some fantastic new members. If you don't know, Mm -hmm. head over to patreon.com forward slash Xbox Expansion Pass. You'll be able to see the list of fantastic folks that we got. And this time we have probably the most famous Seamus Mm -hmm. in in the history of the internet. I I don't know any, I don't know other Seamuses that are more famous than this Seamus, but we got famous Seamus. Coming in at a tier one, thank you, Seamus, for for, uh, supporting. And coming in at tier three, Mm -hmm. which is the highest tier, the most supporter that you can get, Mm -hmm. besides maybe being Luke's mom, uh, is none other than Robbie Bobby Miller. So thank you to our new patrons. Thank you so much. And as always, uh, as we, we tend to do here, we tend to flop between one and the other. So Luke is going to have the honor of being able to call out all of our tier two and tier three shout outs for the patrons. All right. You I'm ready, ready, Luke? I'm ready. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> tier two and three shout outs for supporters over on Patreon. We begin with Robbie Bobby Miller, Silent Cypher, Xbox Skittle, African, a.k.a. Charles Jones, Game Positive, Zach LeCouture, Jam Pack Sam. Matt Valdez, Neo Prime 33, Rick Davis, Xbox Mike 29, Matt Without Fear, The Lord Sir Master James Suddy, Brendan Myers aka The Winter Gamer, (laughs) Sony's VP of Marketing Kevin Butler, Clint Coombs, DJ Hero, Dano 12, and Red Beast. Thank you for being supporters on Patreon. Did I miss anybody, Logan? I always nope. skip one by accident. Did I nope. catch it?
1: Yep, you got it. I got good. it. Okay. I unmuted Look. because I was like, oh God, I got to move the mouse. He's going to hear me.
0: Yep. Yep. I uh, I always, guys, because we have so many amazing supporters now, It the line just gets longer, which is amazing. Feels great. Yeah. But I always have to like
1: track. So that's cool. So oh, there yeah. You go. that's, uh-huh. I've, I've got my list uh, that I do and I've got it broken down by like it's like bullet pointed and i mm-hmm. check it every single week and I, and I and but i've got so many folks that are uh long-standing mm-hmm. that there's almost like a like a an order to things it's almost like everyone knows where they sit in the order mm-hmm. and i get called out if folks are in a wrong order mm-hmm. or if i didn't like emphasize a name the way i typically do <laughs> folks are it's definitely yeah you, you start you start getting a you start getting a rhythm it's kind of like you know spitting lyrics and stuff you just kind of get into a, a rhythm with it Nick yeah no i get it i get it and i and i like when shows do that too so i need to
0: make sure we start getting our rhythm Well look uh thank you all for supporting on Patreon It means the world we think of Patreon as our tip jar so if you're willing to drop a tip or able to we thank you so much the Patreon shows are our thank you for that uh if you don't have tip money that week that month that year whatever it's cool we got you you're good uh, all right, Logan, we are in the Xbox community specific dealing with the wake of Redfall, uh, which has launched to a number of, of disappointing, frustrating reviews. We talked about that extensively last week since last week's recording where we had a pretty good chunk of time in it. Uh, I have beaten the game. Uh, and and so I don't feel the need to shed too much light on the beating game aspect because my score wouldn't change. I, score is not even the right, because we don't do actual scores. We more like discuss them. Um, yeah. But I I would not change anything I said. Uh, I did enjoy my time for all the flaws, but it's still, it's still Redfall, and I get it. Um, I don't know necessarily that the game could be fixed at its core. You could improve performance. You could improve AI, but I don't know that the game's fundamental core principle problems could ever be corrected uh, in the ways that, like, say, Sea of Thieves, which had a good good idea and then was was fleshed out uh, yeah. over years. Grounded, State of Decay, all launched bare bones and then grow into something. I don't know that's going to be the case with Redfall. But uh, nonetheless, this is a game I want Game Pass members to give it a shot on their own. Don't try and rush it on a timeline. Uh, and And I think you might find something there. And if you don't, put it down and move on because there are better games out there for sure. Uh, But I did find the fun in it. I did have a good time uh, with it kind of in this. We've had a run of games to to cover. In the last few weeks, we've done Dead uh, Dead Island 2, Minecraft Legends, Jedi Survivor, Redfall. I mean, it's just been big game after big game. And so in the Xbox community, it feels like now we're going to catch our breath for a moment. And that allows us to look forward towards the Xbox showcase and, and whatnot. But it feels like we had this big run of games, including... Two Xbox first party Wait. titles with Legends and Redfall.
1: Yeah, well, we still got another one too, so we got we? a third party one coming up. Oh, uh,
0: Diablo. Yeah. Service we're not even today.
1: Oh. Yeah, we don't. We don't even. <laughs> no, I'm
0: dumb. I'm dumb. Well, we have a break, and then there's Diablo, and then there's Street Fighter, which we're yeah. we're
1: gonna get both of. By the way. Um, oh, awesome! So, which is good to ooh. know.
0: Yeah, it's a lot.
1: Yeah, it's. It's been an interesting week. Do you want to jump in? Because I, I know I know our Double Down Diablo fans would would love us to dive into the Server Slam uh, for the illiterates or not the illiterates. What is it? What do they call it? What are you? Oh, I don't I can't know. You think said of... Double Down, and I've been triggered, activated like
0: a white girl whose Starbucks at order is wrong. Ugh! Oh my gosh, Double Downs are gross. And all our amazing patrons, I love you, and I support you. I appreciate your support. Mm-hmm. The Double Downs are nasty, and you need to stop.
1: Okay, but what would? How many double downs would you eat for for Redfall? Like, what is the the double down number out of ten? I would never eat a double down.
0: Uh, I would, okay, there's no double down barometer for me.
1: Okay, well, I, I would probably say that I'd probably say it was like five double downs for Redfall.
0: I don't understand the difference. I don't understand the scoring system. I will never give a double down. It's the worst. You the just only way double I down. Give, the only way I double down, uh, <laughs> I think, is is at the ten tier threes or whatever I think it was. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm like actively rooting against our Patreon is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't are-
1: want to eat a double down no. no, which is starting to become sacrilege,
0: yeah.
1: but that's okay. Mm. We'll, we'll figure that out. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I, at some point this weekend, I have to find time to go back into Diablo four. Cause I've, I've played a healthy chunk of it. Like I've already got the wolf pup, but they've got the, uh, the horse mount um, trophy trophy that i i, I want to get because i just I'm, I'm looking forward to that special edition i got that collector's i got that collector's uh, uh thing coming uh mm-hmm. in june the game's coming out like uh, man i'm looking forward to that i was watching street fighter the other day and damn that game looks cool it mm-hmm. <laughs> looks so cool mm-hmm. oh my god so yeah but um i was he brought up finding the fun in in Redfall. And I wanted to touch on this a little bit because I've I've had I think we had pretty strong opinions when it first came out based on the 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 experience that we had. And I don't think that we were wrong in our in our analysis of what we experienced. Um mm-hmm. I think we were spot on with what most people found egregious about the game. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason there's still something fun to do in that game in kind of a crackdown way in yep. in in a way that like you can just kind of roam around because i've seen there's folks that i've i've seen just kind of go into the game blind um knowing obviously that there's that there's a lot of uh, uh you know conversation around it and they've had fun with their friends just going in shooting things you know they 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 get kind of trepidatious around the first vampire because they're not quite sure like how it's going to play out and they're spar- mm-hmm. or they're surprised about how fast it is and then you know as as they kind of play along as they kind of get like further in the game they kind of start to realize you know what we see is is like flaws in the development of the ai they see as uh, a, a difficulty curve
0: mm-hmm. and it's
1: it's a different approach like we were sold an action shooter with immersive sim, they're seeing more of a, of a a kind of slow paced horror.
0: Mm, And and it's
1: very interesting to see like where the failings were both not in the, not only in in some of the development for the game, but also the, the marketing of the game. Yeah. And I think it very easily, because we were talking about the atmosphere, Um, like the audio in this game is, absolutely amazing and it really does lend credence to the idea that this really should have been pushed more as like a a horror game like it should have been more of like an alan wake 2 kind of thing or or like a returnal or a silent hill like i think if they had gone that route i think this game would have been man, really kind of go ahead
0: well i i've thought a lot about this i wish it had been marketed as a 30 dollar far cry light with horror buys. yes you done that man you're golden you are golden this game because this game is that it's not a tentpole title to carry microsoft's banner in 2023 which we were yeah. all led to believe it is a 30 far cry light smaller experience a la the outer worlds a la pentiment a la grounded um and in those games critically were received at different levels i don't mean that what i mean is like the 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 breadth of the experience was meant to have a more limited scope and Redfall has a very limited scope. Yeah, and I'm okay with that wholeheartedly okay with that. And I want people to be okay with that. But I don't think it's fair that Xbox charges $70 for this experience. I think that is extremely disingenuous. And Phil Spencer seems to be quite aware of that problem. Yeah. Um, but how many times have we said on this show Xbox has a marketing problem? To our own detriment, right? Like I get blowback regularly for saying Xbox is a marketing problem. Um, also, I'm not a trader. I don't work for Xbox. Uh, I cover Xbox for enjoyment and hobby, and they owe me nothing, and I owe them nothing. So remember that, everybody. Um, and, and it just it frustrates me because they have a consistent problem communicating with their with their their customer base about what experiences they're planning to offer and what they can offer, and that bums me out, man. It really He's- does.
1: You know, I honestly, the, the, when I look at Xbox marketing, I, I see where some of the, where some of the missteps were, um, obviously in hindsight, you know, cause we, we don't see them until, until we get the finished product and we're able sure. to really kind of look and see like, okay, well, what did we get versus what did we expect? Mm-hmm. I, I really see the Xbox marketing, the, the way that they've gone about it is far more ambitious and optimistic and I think they're willing to admit some of the experiences that they're delivering on are holding up to, and, and mm-hmm. I, and I it, and it feels, and it kind of feels like Xbox marketing as a, as a whole feels kind of like one of those. Um, I don't even know what you'd call them, but the, the guys that like used to hype up the wrestler before the wrestler would grab the microphone and start taking hype it. In. In. Hype hype in. In. Okay. So yeah, but it, that that's effectively like they're hyping up these things to be so grandiose uh, mm-hmm. because i feel like maybe they they know that they want to have some of these big wins and they're mm-hmm. hoping that some of these games will actually will hit and mm-hmm. hit the way that they hope they do mm-hmm. that you know when we when we actually get them we're like oh well you know this hype man came in and promised us this the spectacular of the of the century for this match the wrestler goes in and, you know, gets hurt and they have to call the match early and we get, you know, a horrible, horrible WrestleMania as right. opposed to what would have been like one of the greatest matches of all time kind of thing. Would you, and that sucks. Yeah. I, would you agree? Is that is that fair? I
0: would. And I, Spencer alluded to the idea that their mock reviews were double digit lower than what the actual critical and 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 user reviews were and that tells me that there's a problem either someone somewhere wasn't communicating properly either their mock because their mock reviews could not have universally been so off unless the process was flawed and that is a problem to me in and of itself because there's no way objectively when you have ai like that or you have clipping problems like that that you don't ping that now i do think and I want to make sure I choose my words carefully. I do think there is an inherent. Vibe bias between Xbox, PlayStation and Nintendo. And I don't mean that the the reviewer of of said game from said and at said site will. Oh, this is a Nintendo game. Immediate nine. It's a PlayStation mm-hmm. game. Immediate nine. Xbox immediately down. That's not what I mean. That doesn't happen. Not around your accredited. GameSpots, IGNs, they don't do that. And if you believe that they do that, you got a problem. Uh, you look at it, enthusiast sites, Xbox era rating at a nine. I'll call that out every day. That was a terrible decision because it was mm-hmm. disingenuous to the user base and fans that went there expecting a certain experience and suddenly they become back jaded. They did more damage than good. And then they doubled down on it with a terrible article later. Um, and I, I think that is painful and frustrating. So when I look at the process to which they that Microsoft is soliciting feedback, uh, they need to make sure they've got realistic feedback with stages of redundancy to make sure they're getting a clear picture. And then they communicate that picture well with their marketing team so that the yeah. marketing team sets the appropriate expectations. Because while I do think there is a vibe bias, because if you're PlayStation, you're feeling good 90% of the time. You can play 99% of the games on the market and have a good time. Nintendo, you can play... A more select variant, but most of the games you get out of first party are pretty darn solid. With Xbox, you don't quite get that. You can play 90% of the games on the market, pretty darn solid from third party. And you got a lot of great experiences, which speak to people like you and I, Sea of Thieves, Forza, Halo. uh, There's a number of other first party titles that we enjoy. And then the third parties, but there is a a, a vibe difference between the ecosystems. And I think it comes from the fact of how they're willing to compete. So I don't know if I actually answered your question because I covered kind of multiple aspects, but they need redundancies in place to communicate properly with their marketing team and then their marketing compute can communicate with their customer base. Did that make sense?
1: Did I take you too far? Okay. No, no, it does. It does make sense. They, they definitely need to address why the reviews are so different and i think that that, you know phil speaking to that is a clear a clear answer that he's aware that there was a discrepancy and that Mm -hmm. that needs to get addressed because i think that's where you have to really because i i understood from the phil spencer interview and and we're rehashing old stuff but to to look at it from a different light um it's it's clear that they're willing to ship a game that has features complete and crashes within a tolerable uh percentage feature incomplete no 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 feature complete because that was his statement his statement was that it hit the creative vision that they were going for and that it was stable enough to launch which to me says that. yeah to me it says that 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 game was feature complete because if it was missing features they would scrap the feature completely and mm-hmm. pushed it out in in a state that didn't have that specific spe- that specific feature. Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, it did all the things that they wanted it to do creatively, mm-hmm. and it was a stable enough product to be able to put out, which is why they didn't delay it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those two are, those are the two factors that they look at when launching games: does it mm-hmm. do what they wanted to creatively, and will it will it do it without crashing so much that people can't play it? right okay i'm with you so looking at what phil had said um it, it, it's definitely clear that he's aware that maybe they need to look at reviews internally mm-hmm. and and add a third metric like is this game fun mm-hmm. and if the game is is fun and they think it's going to hit really well um make sure that that it, it like You gotta, and, and, and unfortunately I think the third party, or I think these, these mock reviews from what I've learned is that these are all kind of third party companies that are doing these, that they're, Mm -hmm. they're the ones doing it. So maybe it's just a matter of finding different reviewers. Maybe it's a matter of, of testing it with different studios. Maybe it's even a matter of, of, um, putting out like a demo for, for, or, or like the, the game preview, like grounded did like grounded, grounded didn't have story when it first came out in game preview um, it didn't have half of the stuff that it has now but that's kind of what game previews for and i think this mm-hmm. game would have been a perfect a perfect pairing for game preview oh because yes they would have gotten a lot of the feedback that they got from the reviews early mm-hmm. and they would have been able to work on those and build those out and instead of being like a far cry light we would have gotten like a, a, a xbox first party red F- or far cry imagine if you if
0: they had done the early access game pass members play for free you can pay 30 bucks bite back if you want now and get the con you know full release later but if you had done that now when the game released for targeting full release of fall around halloween do an event tie in some some cross marketing costumes with sea of thieves with halo with whatever You could have had something special there, and then you would have known your problems. That's not to say they'd all be fixed, that's not to say the core elements, but the early this game is exiting early access, going for full release is a very different message than $70. Let's go. Yeah, and uh, I it sounds like based on the interview that, that Spencer shared that part of that lesson has been learned. The kicker with all of that is. How many times you got to learn that, right? What did Halo teach you? What did Sea of Thieves teach you? What did Grounded teach you? What did State of Decay teach you? Crackdown 3. What did these lessons teach you over the years that you're taking forward? And why at various points is there a regression? Because I would argue they did a great job learning from Sea of Thieves that, that took them into several lessons with other places. And then I would argue that uh, Crackdown Three should have taught a lesson that Redfall did not learn. Now, yeah. there is the ed- element, and I think any listener that's listening might be considering this too, that well, Bethesda and Xbox proper kind of operate separately, right? They yep. do uh, in terms of marketing. I know that from their own review process. How we get review coverage for Bethesda is different than Xbox proper and such. Uh, Minecraft Legends being a recent example, as in Redfall being a recent example. Um, but maybe that's a problem, right? Maybe yeah. that's an inherent issue as well um, so th- there are just things to consider with this that you hope fixes itself going forward uh but in a world where Xbox does not see themselves as competing with PlayStation in a one to one category and they mm-hmm. see themselves expanding into a cloud based element cloud based system and and the statement is made by Phil Spencer that one big game, one good game and it was this was misquoted too often um which is frustrating and i think about some of the people i called out earlier uh, yeah. when when he's misquoted as saying one you know good games aren't going to sell consoles that's not what he's saying exactly he's saying that one big video game one great game one tears of the kingdom quality game is not going to flip the switch to say all right xbox is beating playstation he is yeah. correct in that right you're not going to go sell your playstation for that purpose yeah Uh, but you might pick up an xbox and i think that's where that's where fans are frustrated
1: you know it was yeah it was an interesting an interesting thing because i like hearing what he said i i 100 see why why he said that um Mm -hmm. because he he recognizes that he's he's basically telling fans like hey starfield isn't going to be the thing that makes xbox better than playstation and, and, and that's not what they're going for. They're not trying to get the better, better PlayStation. If they right. wanted to be the better PlayStation, they could do it. But that's not what they're going for. They're going for Starfield being a good enough experience to push gamers to consider buying an Xbox mm-hmm. for that. The way Spider-Man finally pushed me over the edge to get a PlayStation 4, like mm-hmm. as a bundle, because I, there's, I was not into that ecosystem at, at, at any point it was worth I, it, wasn't it? In Spider Man, great. Spider Man's fantastic. I can't wait to play the same world in Spider Man too. Are you being facetious? I am one hundred percent being facetious because
0: I'm all in. That's no, so I, I'm the other way. Like I, I like the same world because it'll it'll be better. But like I know I like it. So, so
1: let, me, let thought, me correct you know? myself real quick. Um, so I'm, I'm being facetious in in a, uh, I'm being catty about the people that are complaining about game worlds being the same for sequels. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't care if Spider-Man two is in the same world. I played miles Morales. It was already the same world. I already love that game too. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, I don't care if the developers want to put the same world in into a game and give me a different story. It's called DLC. It's called a new, it's called a sequel. You know, we, we mm-hmm. do it all the time. It doesn't have to be a fresh experience. So let me, let me correct myself on that before, before, uh, uh you go hard on me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who, um, I wasn't going to go hard. I was just going to say counterpoint. Sometimes I like that. Right. Oh no, yeah. Just that I, I can I, play more of that game. Yeah. God of war Ragnarok object in my mind is not as good as the first God of war. Yeah. It was more of the same, mm-hmm. and maybe, and I also think I played it wrong, which I will elaborate on when we talk about Redfall and Ainsley Bowden. Um, let's, let's do that.
1: You want after, to? Afterwards, transition? after oh, well, after your uh, when your point, but I want to well, jump into that because I think okay. that's a, a strong point.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll say that. Um, I, I like when a game is more of what I like. You know mm. what I mean? I'm okay with that. Uh, yeah. I I enjoy that. The Arkham games maintain are are my favorite video games not my best ones right but they're my favorite um but arguably they're more more of the same each time Mm -hmm. the difference with arkham and god of war does this as well but some they add things to it right yeah Uh, but it's more of the same and i like that but i also recognize where that could be a drawback you are talking about spider-man being in the same world well spider-man's set in new york Right now you can go Queens (laughs) Bronx, uh, for, for miles and,
1: and Peter, but like,
0: you know, it's, it's set in New York. I want that.
1: Right. We're not Um, going to have Spider-Man in Texas. That's just not right. It doesn't
0: (laughs) even in LA, this buildings aren't big enough. Um, but at its core, uh, the onus is on the developer to use that. Uh, I broke him to use that (laughs) setting to make a compelling story, which you can absolutely do. Yeah. So, i think good
1: i think you're 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 spot on like it's 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 less about where the setting is and more about the characters that you'd love in that setting and what those characters are doing that pushes us to want to 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 have the discussion of like why this is a good game and why this is a good sequel and stuff like that we want to see not necessarily like What's the fidelity of the building of the Empire State? Did, did they get a better texture on that? It's like, yeah, they could. They they possibly could. But right. a lot of times, some, some of that stuff just has to get completely rebuilt because mm-hmm. sometimes they want to do stuff that the old world isn't possible to do. Like, it's just you can't actually do it. So sometimes it may look like the same thing, but they actually just have to go and redo everything on it regardless. Mm-hmm. So there's plenty of times where it may look the same, but it's not. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree. Now we we prior to recording we were
0: talking about Redfall the reviews. I had beaten the game, you have not, and I said to you that having beaten Redfall, I wouldn't change a thing I said, both on Cast Co-op and here on XEP. Beating it, having fun with it doesn't change my objective thoughts on the game. The game still has the same flaws, still has the same issues uh the same core principles are are bad and while we don't score games i said that i agreed with everybody that went between uh i think i said 6 and 7 but i recognize there are fives out there and i was like yeah i get it um again we don't do review scores per se but uh i got to have a lot more fun with the game i think than say uh we we used ains as our example but in general reviewers and can you expound a little bit on, on kind of what your thoughts were there? Yeah.
1: We were we were talking about how we effectively like we both had kind of our initial impressions on the first few hours that we had played before we we jumped on to record. And for all intents and purposes, I I don't I don't think that we were wrong in our analysis. I think that we we were spot on as far as like what we what we thought versus what everyone else thought. We saw what was what was wrong with the game and, and we could recognize that in the first first few hours of playing and the the difference i think that was is that we we ended up playing it after it had like just before it had launched like we had had like maybe 24 hours worth of time before the game actually came out but we played through most of it and we sat down and we got to kind of play it without having to worry about the embargo and i think honestly and i and seeing other people jump into the game later after launch regardless of reviews we definitely had what i would say objectively is is a lot more fun with the game than mm-hmm. what seemed to come across with a lot of the reviews uh and and it makes me wonder you know like and the reason why we bring up brought up Ains is because um Ains spent a lot of his life grinding out that mm-hmm. uh game to to get the to get it completed and reviewed properly uh, and he did
0: a great review like let's credit yeah that. he never listens to this show and he always gives me a hard time but like his review was solid he put what 30 hours in before reviewing yeah. it and he did that in like what three Definitely. days four days yep that's not yeah. how i want to play
1: games but, in, he also but has I a mean, written
0: site written site versus us
1: yeah and and it, it's it's clear that the, the difference there is is he was, he, he much like I, I, and I agree with this. If you, if you're going to properly review a game to have like a score with it, you, you probably should finish the game. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause there's never, you never know if there's something at the end of the game, that's going to really change your opinion about it until you actually get to the very end. Um, But there's something about the amount of time that you spend playing a game uh, that it, it feels, it feels weird because. Like we just, we had a really good time with the game, but we weren't pressured by embargo and he didn't feel, it didn't feel like he really had a good time with the game. And I, and I would love to kind of get his thoughts on this. If he does happen to listen to this or someone hits him up about it, uh, to see like if he had a a lot of fun with the game, because I think you can have fun with the game. I think the difference being that we weren't pressured by embargo to do it and that's where I've started to notice some of the differing opinions about whether or not Redfall is worth your time. Because I think folks having to push through what they did in the amount of time that they were given to do it may have changed their opinion on how fun this game is because they were so frustrated by the the bugs. And and the reason why so many people don't really talk too much about the technical aspects, in my opinion, on mm-hmm. like reviews and stuff, is because we've been we're promised by the developers when we're when we talk about these things with them that that day one patch will fix this and there's just kind of this assumed knowledge that day one patch will fix most of the bugs and mm-hmm. that doesn't always happen sometimes it's like two week patch fix most is fix most most of the bugs but
0: in a good scenario yes yeah like jedi pretty solid right now that the latest patch like jedi runs great now
1: yeah if very i very few we had- hiccups
0: very few and and it looks great I'm running in performance mode now it's running wonderfully it's beautiful like I've I've beaten the big bad I think I got, got clean up left in the game these latest patches have made it a much better experience and I hope that anybody that waited jumps in now because you're gonna have way more fun than I think yeah uh than the reviewers and then even me because I lost hours due to crashes early on haven't had a single issue Uh, of late save one little freeze point and that was clearly just a
1: a one-off yeah and i and i i do not understand how this works but two weeks for like jedi makes a world of difference so i don't understand like and, and maybe this is just my 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 lack of knowledge when it comes to game development stuff but it feels very odd that two weeks can make such a difference in the stability of a game after launch than if they had just delayed it two more weeks. So yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I know on I, the YouTube side, like they're pressured to get their review out
0: because that's when it's most the algorithm is going to be most successful. That's when they're going to make their money. So they yeah. got to give it a, a score, have the 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 questioning face and the all caps, my honest opinion on you know <laughs> like all right, shocked face
1: <laughs> dot JPEG.
0: Yeah, you know my favorite aspect of like all the people that do the my honest opinion which is a lucrative thing and i got no i, I click on them um yeah. so credit you know like uh mr it matty works. plays uh yeah it works <laughs> like he he does a lot of the my honest ones um but when i see that it implies <laughs> that the other reviews are dishonest it's like yeah you know it's like my honest review as opposed to the other ones <laughs> and i know that's and not how it's meant i get that i think it's tongue in cheek it's fun but it it's you got to play that algorithm game if you yeah. If that's your job, if YouTube is your work
1: um, versus your hobby. Maybe that's what we need. Maybe XEP, we need to come out with the most dishonest reviews. The shillest of the shill. (laughs) I'll do that right now. Redfall,
0: nine out of 10. Fantastic experience. Oh, no, no, don't even, (laughs) I would never do that to our audience. I ingest or in reality. Um,
1: no, I yeah we should do some some sort of like goofy thing like that. I can't yeah. believe Redfall saved Xbox. Yeah. Make that the... <laughs> yeah, there you go.
0: Well, all right. So let's let's transition here. We're, by the way, we're having a lot of fun this episode. It is a, a real relaxed episode. I hope you guys are enjoying it. We're just taking a different uh, run this week because we had so many big hits and big news stories, and I'm enjoying just relaxing. This whole on the video side, Logan, uh, I'm going to be running the trailers from every single uh, E3 event from 2019 on nice. uh, just kind of on loop. So all the, the viewers have been able to see those, the the trailers and what Xbox was saying in 2019, what they were saying in 2020, 2021, 22. Um, all it's of that has been playing on loop. It is interesting because they even a did the, um, there was a lot of promise too, but they did that, that idea of like all the games here are going to be out in the next 12 months. Right. Yep. And uh, I actually liked that message a lot at the time. I think they need to reword it a little bit. But the idea there is like, why do you have an Xbox? And that kind of brings us to this upcoming showcase. We're about a month out. Uh, Xbox Bethesda showcase takes place. We're going to see a lot of Starfield, of course. You're going to see a lot of whatever Xbox is bringing to the table. And then you've got Summer Game Fest after that. Uh, which is likely where you see a showcase extended, likely where you see deeper dives, where you see is interviews.
1: It, is it after like that. or is it before? I thought it was before. Am I wrong? Oh, it was, uh, Summer Game Fest is a string of events, right? Oh, like gotcha. It's like a one. Okay. So I'm you're...
0: sure they see... The, Xbox is included in the presenter, like the people yeah, yeah, going yeah. with Summer Game Fest. So I'm sure you'll get, you know, a little bet. tidbit type stuff. No, no, no. It's a good question because I don't see a world where we have three showcases Xbox or Starfield Xbox Xbox at, at Summer Game Fest I don't see that right yeah um so the bulk of what you get for Xbox is going to be at their event and the question is like what are they going to have and we had people write in ask us about this stuff um and I'm curious after Redfall with the pressure on Starfield Starfield has to deliver we know Microsoft put in uh, more resources to starfield they already had the year delay from the ever confident todd 11 11 22 or, or whatnot <laughs> what are the what are the, the expectations for this showcase and then i suppose by default what does starfield need to do uh to save face for this year um and i i I said this last week, Logan. I'm sorry. I'm just rambling here, but like you look at Xbox's releases over the last few since the Series X, actually, yeah. Flight Sim, Forza Horizon Five, Halo Infinite, Hi-Fi Rush, Pentiment, Age of Empires, Ghostwire Tokyo, Death Loop, Minecraft Legends, Redfall—all, uh, all but Redfall—very good games, Was very well rounded.
1: Part of
0: uh, in full release, I should say technically. Yes. Yeah. Yes, uh, that so came good. out, I believe, on Xbox One with. Early access. Um, that's true. Touché. But, but, uh, full release did take place in that era as well. And I i don't think it's fair for people to be like, well, that was a Bethesda, that was Obsidian. Nope, they bought them, it's theirs. They get the good with the bad. If you're going to give them Redfall, you got to give them, uh, Ghostwire. You got to give them this or that,
1: you know? And that's, that was, yeah, that was what Phil Spencer had said. Like, there is an expectation when studios come into the first party market, like, that people have there's an expectation there so you have to include them folks
0: mm-hmm. good and bad got to get them both um so i feel like we've had a good series x slew of xbox releases and i think the Redfall just stings because we were told it was this 10 Paul 70 dollars event um, but now with it with a showcase on uh, we're, we're you know I'm less than a month from a showcase starfield is is all eyes all hands on deck all eyes on uh gotta perform what are we thinking how you feeling what do you expect to see um no true format to this at the moment but where are you at bud
1: honestly like for two two things first off my expectations for starfield have tremendously dropped um just uh, as far as like what i think that game will be um, and, 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 a lot of that has to do with what I loved about, uh, the outer worlds because I, I think honestly, I think the outer worlds is a better Bethesda game than Bethesda can make. And I'm very curious to see what Starfield does because it's touting a lot of the stuff that I think I, I was interested in with no man's sky, uh, but love with the outer worlds. Um, so I'm, I'm ready for Todd Howard to, to reel me in here, uh, with this title, um, it speaks to everything that I love about uh, that, that whole genre is like I love space sci-fi. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Trekkie. I'm a Star, a Star Wars nerd. You know, I, I love the Mass Effect games. They're, they're fantastic. Um, but there seems to be this sentiment uh, amongst different communities, both on on uh, you know, PlayStation and, and Xbox aside, that Xbox is, is make or break on Starfield and and while i don't disagree with that uh, on like a, a myopic scale of like 2023 i'm so i'm so overhearing people talk about like oh everything's riding on starfield now no not everything's riding on starfield get that out of your head xbox will continue if starfield flops we have to stop looking at these these big games as the the savior of the of the console and yeah no i don't disagree that the 360 was a stellar era for uh xbox red ring of death aside um the software was there and i think the software is what always drives the hardware uh to to be worth having obviously uh but i i don't know i i think a lot of folks are just are just like Hype chasing at this moment, they're they're searching for that next adrenaline hit, and they're hoping that Starfield's going to be it. They're hoping that Starfield's going to be the the tears of the kingdom for this console. And and I just I don't know, man. I'm I'm kind of overhearing about people saying like everything's riding on Xbox or on on Starfield because it's so much pressure to just like that's not I I I don't think Todd Howard wanted the entire console generation to hinge on the performance of his game. I think he wanted to make a really cool experience and I think he wanted that experience to be in a world that they hadn't played around in. And I think that that's what's been driving that studio for the last six or seven years. And it sucks that the purchase of their studio in Zenimax as a whole is now forcing them into a situation where they have to be held. They have to be one of these pillar games and, and, and hold up the console generation it sucks um cuz there are so many really good experiences on Xbox right now but they're not triple A banger first single player adventure games that are going to go up against the 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 likes of Sony and I don't know I I'm looking forward to Starfield I've definitely brought my my hype down a lot for it uh just to kind of keep myself in check and I'm going to be very you know kind of measured going into it this showcase is is really got to show me what's coming in the next six months to a year though like not not just like hopefuls but like what they what they feel really confident in like these projects are getting close to being gold um or or are getting within the next six months gold i would i would love to have games be announced and not just be like a, a teaser for something that's coming in the next couple of years after, after you take into account delays. Like I'm, I'm I'm so happy for hi-fi rush because it is a fantastic game that was just shadow dropped. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't need it to be shadow dropped. I just need to not know about it two years in advance. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of where I'm at.
0: So Logan, I want to talk to the the Xbox fans, the mm-hmm. one that uh bought an xbox you look at my background you see halo helmets you see god of war hammers you see sea of thieves chess um i love games of all types of course but i do love xbox (laughs) i i had such a blast with recor i really did enjoy crackdown 3 for all its flaws 900 hours in sea of thieves uh i love xbox games halo goodness gracious so much halo in my life um even the nerf guns are right over there right Hear me when I say this to you, Xbox customers, potential customers, fans. Xbox does not make Tears of the Kingdom style games. They don't make God of Wars. They don't make Ghost of Tsushima's. They've not done that in a decade. That's just not there is no way to point to a game in Xbox's catalog uh, currents or even a decade back and say, this is that level experience. That's not even how they compete on the market any longer. Um, And it's important that as a customer, a potential customer, you make peace with that because the, the proof is in the pudding and that pudding, that particular pudding has not been produced. What they have done is provide you variety, Lots of, game, lots of games, lots of smaller experiences, lots of multiplayer-centric experiences. Uh, Gears 5, an un- underplayed and fantastic uh, co-op experience. I really enjoyed the competitive elements of it. Uh, Halo Infinite launched very well. It did not deliver on its 10-year its vision and consistent content, but there's a great game there to be had. Sea of Thieves is a wonder that is unique unto itself, grounded, unique unto itself. Um, They have a fantastic catalog of games. But if what you are asking for is a Tears of the Kingdom, what you are asking for is a God of War, the Xbox has not proven, nor I would argue even tried to prove, that that is what they're going to give you. So to place that pressure on Starfield, on Todd Howard's team, is irrational. It's foolish, um, and it's not something that you should endeavor in. It's not something that Xbox's marketing team should allow. Um, And I hope that this new showcase proves that i hope they do address the frames per second we got several questions about frames per second uh on, on Redfall versus starfield and what they have upcoming i hope there's clear messaging phil said there would be but putting the pressure on starfield to be something that xbox has not shown once that they could do or were willing to do or had pursued is not a, a rational effort And so uh, keep that in mind as you go into this showcase. Whatever they show you, the closest thing that could be at this showcase that I think falls into that category, Logan, might be Hellblade 2. Yeah. And maybe not. For me to say that it is, is irrational and not logical. We played Hellblade Senua's Saga. Nope. Senua's Sacrifice, pardon me. Um, Great video game. Really good sound design and such. But even... When it released on PlayStation exclusively, it wasn't God of War. It didn't try to compete with God of War. It was its own thing. So we have to be careful about expecting what we are, what we have a track record and precedent to expect. And I hope that doesn't sound doom and gloom because it's not. And again, I play my Xbox every single day and I love it and I'm happy with it. Just beat Redfall, right? For all its flaws. Enjoyed Crackdown for all its flaws. See if these state of decay are my jam. Halo, my jam. Love Gears of War, but I don't turn them on expecting Ghost of Tsushima, God of War, and Spider Man. That's a silly thing to do. That's my that's my thought.
1: Yeah. No, I don't. I don't disagree.
0: I too, <sighs> did, I, did I limb bass too much? Because I wasn't trying to.
1: No, no, I. Uh... I hundred percent agree with what you're saying, man. It, it seems like one of those situations where we just have to we have to change the mindset. We have to change the narrative about what Xbox is trying to do because otherwise, we're going to be, you know, chasing something that we're never going to get and and and, and Xbox hasn't been trying to do that. They've been trying to do something different. And I'll be interested to see what games come along that do try to go for what i think a lot of playstation fans live on Mm -hmm. and see like you know how do they approach it but there are a lot of a lot of really fantastic titles that you talked about that you can play right now that that should be given the time of day and we're going to be getting some really cool games and, and that's kind of what i'm hoping with the with the showcase is that we get a better idea of what games are closer to launch. Because right now we have a huge list of games that were announced, but we don't have years or, or ideas on, on how far along they are for any of them. Like I know Contraband, mm-hmm. I don't know anything about it. So I have no clue how far that is. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Avowed, but based on what Phil Spencer had mentioned during that interview is, is that he's been playing good builds of, of Avowed but are they like late builds? Are they early builds? Like where in the, in the, in the the development of the game are those? So I would, I, I love the idea of telling us like what's coming in the next year, but I would really love to know what those are in a more realistic perspective and less in, in, in what like which of those are the ones that we can expect for 2024. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and I think they tried that in 2022. They tried that with their like all in the next year. And all they need to do is that same message, but say intended for the next year, you know, say intended and and you're good.
1: Which is funny because the press releases that they put out the imagery that they had that had like the list of like all the stuff for 2022, all the stuff for 2023 did have that caveat. Like all of this stuff is scheduled for there, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's tentatively scheduled. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's like the messaging, wasn't there for the for the actual showcase mm-hmm. uh but it was definitely there in the in the text for mm-hmm. for when they when they talked about it later on
0: i uh i'm so li- we know so much and so little about xbox's portfolio for the future avowed contraband indiana jones fable ever wild perfect dark oh I, I feel like there's more that i just mm-hmm. you know like there and there are there is more What I would like to see is what's happening for the next year. And unless there's an acquisition in there, and I don't mean like a Activision, but I mean, unless there's an acquisition of a studio, hey, call it like, show me what you got. Show me what you got. And do not expect updates to Halo and Sea of Thieves to carry any weight, unless you're talking about the big Halo Battle Royale. Um, and maybe branch that off from Infinite. Don't call it Infinite. Just say Halo Battle Royale.
1: Yeah. Um, See, I can I can tell you right now, Sea of Thieves probably won't have another Pirates of the Caribbean moment as much as I want it to. Um, but yeah, I don't think they're that's what they're shooting for.
0: And good. Um, but nobody should miss that Pirates of the Caribbean content. It's great. Uh, again, yeah. unique experiences. You're not getting God of War, but dude, you can go in and have some great adventures with Jack Sparrow. That's dope. Um, bottom line, you have a lot on the plate. Show me what you got. We also don't know what a lot of their studios are doing. Don't pull the wool off too quickly. Don't show me something three years out, two years out. Don't show me something that is maybe two years out. You know, you need to be confident with what you got on your slate. Why should somebody have an Xbox account? Why should somebody go buy a system? They're at like 18.9 million systems. And I think PlayStation's around 30, 25, 30. Yeah, Um, it's 30. Something like that, which great to both. That's the thing is like, yes, Xbox is losing in terms of console sales. um, But their game is not the same. But show me why I need to recommend somebody go get an Xbox the way I could recommend them back in the beginning of this generation right? Because I listed the the games they've launched in the series SX generation. Those are some good games. Uh, from barring Redfall, you got some really good stuff in there. And yeah. there's a lot to celebrate within that. Give me another reason to, to re up that. Why should you? Why should you resubscribe to Game Pass? Show me yeah. why my account is, is worth it. Why should it be on my shelf? Because to you and I, Logan, and to many people listening to the show, I'm not in da- not in danger of losing us as a customer but you need more customers, what are you going to do?
1: I, I Third-party exclusives on a Game Pass. Like, really, like those are some of the best things that you do for Game Passes. Is, is, is taking a game that most people are expecting to have to buy and throwing it on Game Pass through a deal. More of those. Like, those are severely lacking. I think the next big one that we've got is Exo Primal in July. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some great games coming out. like.
0: And what made the 360 special, which many kids don't remember, is all the third-party exclusive or seemingly exclusive, timed-exclusive games. Something that PlayStation has mastered in the time since. But early on, you had Mass Effect, and you had Left 4 Dead, and you had so many games that you could only play on Xbox uh, first or yeah. at all. And now, these days, it's flipped to, over to the PlayStation side. And so my hope is that game pass and whatnot kind of flips that narrative and and truth be told like Wo long atomic heart high on life those are big third-party games for yeah admittedly high on life and atomic heart kind of blew up in their faces um for high on life or high on oh, life yeah had sorry the justin roiland yeah, problem yeah, yeah. but atomic i was heart conflating it with hi-fi rush <laughs> Uh yeah yeah no problem um but but like those things yeah that's not really xbox's fault um but you got to see stalker you know stalker not their fault got to see that one that was going to be one of the ones that we're talking about them needing right uh you need those kinds of things only on xbox best on xbox not phrases we can really say um, yeah. for a lot of big titles and for god's sakes showcase excuse me yawning Hmm. sorry audio listeners. Uh, for God's sake, show off Hi-Fi Rush. Show off that game. It is awesome. Put that mess on a box, put it in commercials. It's awesome.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. And definitely like like there's there was talks of uh stuff going on with Sony about potential deals being made. Like I want to I want to have that kind of discussion with Xbox. I think that there's some great studios out there that you could be like, "Hey, there's there's some rumors going around that, you know, like when when we got the rumors about Hideo Kojima potentially working with uh, Xbox for a cloud game, like that that got the that got the whole gaming community up in a fervor. Like stuff like that is fantastic to hear about because it it shows that there's a a, a, a desire to work with Xbox. To have stuff like that done, you know we don't hear that from you know studios that are like, oh yeah we're 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 looking to work with Xbox, you know we hear it like after their games launched on game pass, but I'd yep. love to hear more third party studios wanting to work to get their games on game pass, like why aren't those deals being made uh and and if they are, like how come we haven't heard about them?
0: yep, maybe they're saving it. I don't have confidence that they are um be interesting, it would be interesting and and you know, all the scuttlebutt at the moment is that Konami has signed some good deals with PlayStation to bring Castlevania and metal gear solid into the modern age with remakes. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. I, I hope Xbox was knocking at that door um, because to leave those things unattended is to the detriment of the the ecosystem. I think um, also, you know, I was watching this week on Xbox cause it was a pretty quiet news week and I just wanted to make sure that, you know, I I'd covered some stuff and, and, I left out all the CMA stuff, because I'm just over it. Um, But We'll we'll hear news when we hear news. Right, real news. (laughs) news. Um, But they had a a cool little segment there for Shoulders of Giants, which is a game that I interviewed the dev teams for. And I've done a number of exclusive uh, Xbox developer interviews this year. Uh, Next week is Last Case of Benedict Fox. Talk to the creative director for that one. And there's a lot of Xbox exclusives that get under spotlighted. And some of them are Indies, right? And some of them aren't the best Indies, but you got to, you got, if it's here and it's only here, why is it here and only here? Yeah. You got to showcase them, spotlight them, tell them. Yeah. So.
1: hundred percent.
0: I think that is a good stopping point. I want to shout out Matt Kennedy, seven, the muffin man, Todd, Um, A lot of jam pack. Sam, a lot of people wrote in with questions this week and we ended up covering quite a bit of them without giving you your credit. Uh, and so I apologize for that, Logan, let's save our, our rogue, uh, ally discussion and Edward Barnell's question to next week, okay? Um, because I think those are good topics to be had, but we're kind of at our, our point for this week and mother's day. And I want to get to to see my mama, uh, see my mama and celebrate mother's day. And so, Hey, happy mother's day to any of the moms that listens to, to this show, uh, and to any fathers that are fulfilling the role of mother uh for any number of reasons if you're you know single dad in it uh rock on to you as well if you're taking care of kids man you're awesome so shout out to you guys all right man what do you got coming up for keel Hall? anything special is it all mystery stuff
1: mystery has been solved while we were recording i have to Whoa. go catch up uh so now i gotta go figure out what what we found out that that we've been stuck on for the last 48 hours um okay. so i think i'm gonna go do that and then go uh record my thoughts on on the voyage and then we'll be into week two right.
0: well listeners check out Keohald and check out Keohald's uh patreon and support logan over there oh thank uh, you because that is uh that is how you're able to to financially support him because uh the xcp proceeds go to helping me make this show uh, at its best and we are we love our patrons and we appreciate all of you guys um really enjoying the discord right now because it's all tears of the kingdom and uh, fun Diablo. Yeah. No, not double N's. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. Um, yeah. So I, I'm stoked to to see how this server slam goes because I know hometown and Ellery and quite a few people are, are stoked to be diving back in. JP Sam's yeah. talking about it, Muffin Mon. Yeah, they're all in there. So cool. And there's good doggy picks right now. There's a lot of dog picks uh showing up <laughs> in Discord, which is fun. So all right, guys. That's gonna do it for us. Support uh Key-Hald, support XEP on all your platforms of choice. That's it for us. Take care, everybody.